We're going right to the Word of the Lord. You have a handout, and we'll, we'll be filling in blanks as we go tonight. Um, perhaps you know this like you know the back of your hand, but some don't. And so every year or so, I think it's been a couple of years now, I try to cover uh, why we believe in one God. And we do believe there is only one God. And everybody said amen. Tonight our subject is this. Last week, let me, let me do a quick, quick uh, uh, go back to last week and, and just, just give you a little synopsis of what we studied. We talked about God being a spirit. We just simply studied who God was and what God is. God is not a person. God is a spirit. And they that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. Amen? God is omnipotent. God is omnipresent. God is omniscient. God is invisible. You remember those things that we studied. And uh, we talked about theophanies of God. No man's ever seen God. The Bible says that, John 1.18. No man's ever seen God. So God is the invisible God. Tonight, I want to move 4,000 years into creation, and I want to talk about Jesus Christ, because the mighty God is in Christ. Jesus Christ is the only flesh of God, if I could say it to you that way. So let me read Colossians 2 and 9 uh, in your presence. You'll follow along. You have, you have papers. Did everybody get a handout? If you didn't get a handout, hold your name up. David will get you one. Okay? Thank you. All right. Here we go. You ready? The Bible said, For in Him, this is speaking of Jesus Christ, in Him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Bodily. That is a key word tonight. The first blank you'll fill in tonight just simply says this. Jesus is God. And so I want to establish that in the next little while. Jesus was not a second person in a Godhead. Jesus was not another God. Jesus was not part of a trinity of gods. Jesus is God. I'm going to establish that in several, in several ways tonight, and I hope that you will stay with me. There's many scriptures, and I'll be reading a lot of them tonight. The next thing your paper says, almost every question concerning the Godhead in the New Testament can be answered with two words. And those two words, if you'll fill them in, are this. Spirit. Everybody say spirit. And flesh. Spirit and flesh. So what we're going to deal with tonight is really we talked about who is God and what is God last week. Tonight we're going to talk about who is Jesus Christ and what is Jesus Christ. Well, I want to tell you he's not just another prophet. He's not just another man. He's not just another teacher. Jesus is God. It's that simple. And I'm going to establish that in the next few minutes. The Old Testament declares that Jesus is, and that blank there, God. Isaiah 9 and 6 is one of the greatest scriptures you can go to. For the Bible said, For unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders. This is a prophecy by Isaiah concerning Jesus Christ. The Bible said, His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. So Isaiah said that this son that is going to be born is going to be the Mighty God. We know that because Isaiah prophesied of that. He also said in Isaiah 7 and 14, Behold a virgin... This is prophecy of Jesus again. A virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Everybody say that word with me, Emmanuel. Well, if you go to the New Testament in Matthew, the first chapter, and you'll find in the 22nd verse, the Bible said, No, all this was done that it might be fulfilled. This is the fulfillment of the prophecy of Isaiah chapter 7, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is, 
Everybody say this with me. God with us. Come on, say it loud. God with us. So that means that Jesus Christ was God with us. Up until this time, until the birth of Jesus, He is just, God is just a spirit. But God overshadows Mary. And Mary has a child. His, this child was a God-man. I'm going to talk about that tonight. Let me establish a little more that Jesus is God in the Old Testament. Watch this. In Isaiah chapter 11 and 1, There shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. The tenth verse of that chapter said, And in that day there shall be a root of Jesse, which shall stand for an ensign of the people. To it shall the Gentiles seek, and, and his rest shall be glorious. Talking about Jesus Christ. In Revelations chapter 22 and verse 16, the Lord said, I, Jesus, have sent mine angel to testify unto these things in the churches. He said, listen to this now. Isaiah said, there's coming a branch. There's coming a root, forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. Revelation 22.16 said, I, Jesus, have sent mine angel to testify unto you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David and the bright and the morning star. There is the prophecy. There is the fulfillment according to Jesus Christ. Isaiah 35 and 4. Just stay with me tonight. Say to them that are of a, of a fearful heart, Be strong, fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance, even God with a recompense. He will come and save you. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened, and the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. The, the fulfillment of that comes in Luke chapter 22, or Luke chapter 7, pardon me, verse 22. Then Jesus answering said unto them, Go your way and tell John what things ye have seen and heard, how that the blind see and the lame walk and the lepers are cleansed and the deaf hear and the dead are raised to the poor the gospel is preached. So here's the prophecy in the Old Testament and here's the fulfillment of the New. This is because Jesus was God in flesh. Isaiah chapter 40 verse 3. One more. The voice of him that crieth in the wilderness. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Make straight in a desert a highway for our God. Well along comes John the Baptist in Matthew chapter 3. And verse 3. And, it's, and, and the Bible said this. For this is he that was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah saying the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Make his path straight. And there are many others. There are prophecies of the Old Testament that prove that the Father, or Jesus, is the God of the, of the Old Testament. Jesus was God wrapped up in flesh. The New Testament, those are two things you need to fill in, New Testament. The New Testament also declares that Jesus is God. The Old Testament declared it, and now the New Testament declares it. Thomas Thomas confessed Jesus as both Lord and God. The Bible said, He answered and said unto the Lord, My Lord and my God. The church, the Bible said, was purged with, and here's a blank you can fill in, God's own blood. God's own blood. Now I want to ask you a question before we go one step further. What is God? Does a spirit have blood? No. Only through the fleshly manifestation of Jesus Christ. God didn't die. God can't die. God never will die. God is eternal. And I'll establish that in a few minutes. So God never died. But yet the Scriptures tell us that he, in Acts chapter 20 and verse 28, Take heed unto yourselves, and, and to all the flock over which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers to feed the church of God, which he, God, purchased with his own blood. 
So the church was purchased with the blood of God. Paul described Jesus this way in Titus 2.13. He said, the great God and our Savior Jesus Christ. Peter described him this way in 2 Peter 1 and 1. God and our Savior Jesus Christ. And, and also, the Bible said, our bodies, our bodies are the temple of God. No, yet ye know, we know that Christ is living in us. How many of you believe Christ lives in us? But the Bible said, our body is the temple of God. Here's some scripture, 1 Corinthians 3.16. Know ye not that ye are the temple of God. And that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. Well, that's wonderful. That's great. But watch this. Paul said in Ephesians 3.17, That Christ may dwell in your heart by faith, that ye being rooted and grounded in love. So what are you saying, preacher? I'm telling you that, that God does live in us, and we are the temple of God. And Christ lives in us. That is not two separate persons. That is the Spirit of God and the Spirit of Christ that lives in, in us. Colossians 1 and 19 said, For it pleased the Father that in Him should all fullness dwell. And Colossians 2 and 9 said this, and it's our opening scripture for the night, For in Him, in Jesus dwelleth all the fullness of the bodhead bodily, and ye are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. So what I'm saying to you tonight is this. The Old Testament said Jesus is God. It prophesied, and then it was fulfilled. The New Testament says that Jesus is God. How do we know that? Here's the next blank for you to fill in. God was manifest in the flesh, manifest in the flesh. First Timothy 3.16 said, Without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, and received up in the glory. Now, I'm going to stop right here because I feel like I need to do this. Watch me real close. Here's the, here's the, the whole Godhead wrapped up real quick. And I'm going back, but just watch me real close. God is a spirit. Everybody said amen. Jesus Christ was the fleshly manifestation of God. The Holy Ghost is the spirit of God. Not three persons. Never three persons. You will never find a trinity of gods anywhere in the scriptures. As a matter of fact, trinity isn't even in the Bible. That word isn't there. You will never one time find him spoken of. If you don't know there's one God, you need to grab my notes from last week because I gave you scripture after scripture after scripture that says, I alone stretched forth the heavens and the earth. There is none beside me. There is none above me. There is no God. There is no other God. I am a jealous God. Beside me there is no other. Amen? So I just felt like I needed to say that right quick tonight. Not three persons, three what? Manifestations of one God. Okay? The Father in creation, the Son in redemption, the Holy Ghost in regeneration. Now let me move quickly. Watch this. In the beginning, John 1 and 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word what? Was God. Now, how do we know that's Jesus? How many of you believe Jesus was there in creation? Wasn't there. Wasn't there. He was there only as God. How many of you believe that Jesus was slain before the creation? That He went to the cross before creation? If he did, who was his mama? Where was he born? He wasn't there. I want you to, I want you to hear me right now. Jesus is not the eternal son. He is the only begotten son. 
You go study those two words, begotten and eternal, and you will find out that eternal means there is no beginning and there is no ending. But begotten means that he had a beginning and he did at Bethlehem's manger. The reason I ask you that is because John 1 and 1 said, In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God. But verse 14 said, The Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld His glory, the glory as of the, of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So God was manifest through Jesus Christ, 2 Corinthians 5.19. I know I'm going a little fast, but i got a lot of material tonight. The Bible said to wit that God was, was in Christ, reconciling the world unto Himself not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. God, everybody say God, was in Christ. Does anybody here know how Jesus got his name? By inheritance. How'd you get your name? You know why my name is Chance? Because my dad's name was Chance. How many of you believe you, that's, that's, you, how many of you came into this world with a name that you inherited? You know, you know, you know why you're Daniels? Your, your dad's name was Daniel. Right? You know why you're a cop? Your, your dad's name was a cop. Amen. Well, listen to this. The Bible said in Hebrews that he got his name by inheritance. That's what the Bible said in Hebrews chapter 4. Let me, let me read Hebrews chapter 1. We'll, we'll go a step at a time. God who at sun-dried times and in diverse manners spake in the past to the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken to us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds, who being in the brightness of his glory and the express image, image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. Now, well, that's a tough scripture for some folks, but it's not tough for us because we believe, we believe that Jesus is the express image of God. When God said in the beginning, you remember God created the heavens and the earth, and you remember what he said, let us, let us make man. Genesis one twenty six. if you want to look it up. Let us make man. In our image. God wasn't speaking to an angel. God wasn't speaking to another God. God counseled with his own will. Here's what the Bible said in Romans 4.17. That he spoke of those things that were not as though they were. He looked for a thousand years into time. And here's what he did. He made Adam like he was going to make himself. Adam became the first Adam. You know what the Bible calls Jesus? Everybody say the second Adam. The Bible called Jesus the second Adam because God said, let us make man in our image. He wasn't talking to another God. Either that or he's lying because he said, I alone stretch forth the heavens and the earth. You cannot do it alone and be by yourself and, and, and have somebody with you. Just a thought. Jesus, here's the next two blanks you need to fill in. Jesus is the image of the invisible God. Colossians 1.15 said, Who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature? 2 Corinthians 4 and 4 said, In whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine upon them. I'm going to hurry. I'm not going to read all these scriptures because I can't do it and get through it in an hour. So here's the next blank. Jesus is God veiled in flesh. God veiled in flesh. You can read Hebrews 10 and 20 yourself. I give you scripture for that. John taught us that God was, and this blank is, manifest in the flesh in chapter 1. 
Everybody still with me? So the New Testament declares that Jesus is God. Amen? And now we know that God was manifest through the body or the flesh of Jesus Christ. So, who is the Father? Huh? Who is the Father? God the Father? Do we say that? It's a biblical term. Guess what? Jesus is also the Father. Well, I got some of you confused now. We'll give you something. That next blank is Jesus is the Father. Matthew 2, or excuse me, Malachi 2.10 said, Have we not all one Father? Everybody say one Father. We don't have two fathers. We have one Father. Amen? Have not one God. Everybody say one God. We got one Father and one God created us. Isaiah 9 and 6, I read it to you, called him the everlasting Father. I love this. I love this. Jesus was talking to the Pharisees in John chapter 8, verse 19. They said unto him, Where is thy father? And Jesus said, Ye neither know me nor my father. If you had known me, you should know my father also. And he skips down in verse 24 and says, I said therefore to you that you shall die in your sins if you believe not that I am he. You shall die in your sins. If you don't believe that I am he, who? The father. I am the Father. The Jews then questioned him in the 25th verse and said, Then they said unto him, Who art thou? And Jesus said unto them, Even the same that I said unto you from the beginning. I have many things to say and to judge of you. But he that sent me is true. And I speak to the world those things which I have heard of him. They understood not that he spake to them of the Father. You know what John 10, 30 said? Jesus talking in red letter edition in your Bible if you've got one. He said, I and my Father are two. No? Read the, read the screen. I and my Father are what? Now look, let's be real here. Somebody said, well, that means that he, he looked like the Father. No, 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 no. That means he had the same personality. No, 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 that's not what he said. My dad and I are... Pretty much, I'm about the same height he was and about the same build he was. And He used to say it's easier to, got easier to, to jump over us than it is to run around us. He used to say, son, you just tell them we're built low to the ground for speed. So when you look at me, they say all the time, boy, you look just like your dad. I can see Kevin Cox. Our district right now this day, and he'll say, boy, you look so much like your dad. Never see him, and he don't say that. Well, you know what? That's great. But when you see me, you don't see my father. Amen. But when you saw Jesus, you did, because his father was in him, and he was in the father. He said, I and my father are one. I love this story. Watch this in John 14. He said in verse 7, If you'd known me, you should have known my Father also. And from henceforth ye know him and have seen me. I love old Philip. Philip said this. He said, Lord, show... Boy, this is a one God scripture if I ever taught one right here. Lord, he said, show us the Father and it sufficeth us. We'll be satisfied if you'll just show us the Father. And Jesus looked at him and he said... Have I been so long with you, and yet you have not known me, Philip? He that hath seen me, what? He's seen the Father. And how sayest thou, that thou then showest the Father? Believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself. But the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. Jesus is the Father. He said it. When you've seen me, how long have I got to be around you, Philip, and you don't even know who I am? When you've seen me, I am the Father. Oh, I'm the Son of Man. I'm the Son of God. But I'm, 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 I'm the Father. How is that possible? 
because Jesus is God. John 14 and 18 said, I will not leave you comfortless, Jesus said. I will not leave you comfortless. He said, I won't leave you as an orphan. That's the, that's the NIV. I will come to you. In other words, I'm, 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 I'm your father. I'm not going to leave you as an orphan. I'm going to come to you. Okay? John 5.43, Jesus was talking and he said, I am come in my father's name. And you receive me not. If another shall come in his own name, him you receive. So Jesus is the father. I'm, I'm going to wrap it all up and tie it all together. Just stay with me. Jesus is also the Son. He's not only the Father. Jesus is the Son. Galatians 4 and 4 said, But when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth His Son, made of a woman, made under the law. Jesus got His name by inheritance. Here it is. Hebrews chapter chapter 1. I said chapter 4. I meant chapter 1. Verse 4. He said, by Being made so much better than the angels, as He hath by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. So if... How, if he got it by inheritance, he had to get it from his father. Who was Jesus' father? Who? God. What is God? Spirit. Why was Mary a virgin? Because God is a spirit. God is not a person. If you believe God is a person, you don't believe in the virgin birth of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. We having fun yet? Matthew one twenty one. The angel said to Mary, She shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. He's the son. He was the son of man. And yet, he was the son of God. So, let me establish something right here, okay? Jesus was God and man. He was God because He could walk on water. He could heal leprosy. He could open blind eyes. He could feed thousands with a few loaves and fishes. He was God because He could raise the dead. He'd stop a funeral procession and raise the dead. Man can't do that. But He was man because He hurt and He thirsted and He wept and He slept. He was man because he was hungry. He, was, he had every attribute of man. He was God and man. Why do you say that? Because his father was God and his mother was flesh. His father was a spirit. His father, Mary, never knew a man. She got, she got pregnant by the Holy Spirit. Does that make sense? So that's why we say, Mary, the virgin birth of Christ. You know what? It amazes me that, that religions around the world will talk about the virgin birth of Christ and then tell you there's three persons, that God is a person. Here's what they believe. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost. Three separate and distinct persons in a Godhead. Co-equal, co-existent, co-eternal. All of that is non-biblical. He's never called God the Son. He's called the Son of God. And you will never see God the Holy Ghost written in Scriptures. Amen. You will never, never find that in the Word of God. You will never find God as a person. As a matter of fact, you need to underline it in your Bible right now. John 1.18 says that no man hath seen God at any time. Nobody has ever laid either that scripture is true or it's not true. Somebody said, oh, I seen God. No, you did not. You may have seen an angel. You may have seen a theophany of God. Amen. God can appear in different ways. He was in a cloud. He was in the fire. God spoke through a donkey. Is God a donkey? No. So, He was both God and man. So, now watch this. Here's the next blank for you to fill in. Jesus is the only begotten. Begotten. B 
B-E-G-O-T-T-E-N, begotten. The Bible uses that term. The Bible said in John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. I'll never finish tonight. The Son had a beginning. The Son had a beginning. God robed himself in flesh. And Jesus Christ was the expressed image of God. He was God manifest in the flesh. He was God incarnate. He wasn't another person. He was the only person of God. Y'all are quiet. Guess what? The sun's going to have an ending. There's going to come a time when the sonship will no longer be needed. Why, why was there a son in the beginning? Why did, God, why did God send his son? I just read it to you, John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. The son was born to become the sacrifice for all mankind. I want you to notice with me, God didn't die, but the son of God died. And I'm going to cover that in depth in just a moment. But where will the ending of the sonship be? 1 Corinthians 15, 23. Read with me quickly. But every man in his own order, Christ the firstfruits. Afterward, they that are Christ at his coming. Then cometh the end, when he shall have delivered up the kingdom of God, even the Father, when he, when he shall have put down all rule and all authority and power. For he must reign till he hath put all enemies under his feet. The last enemy that shall be destroyed is death, for he hath put all things under his feet. But when he saith, all things are put under him, it is manifest that he is expect, accepted, which did put all things under him. And when all things shall be subdued unto him, then shall the Son also himself be subject unto him that put all things under him, that God may be all in all. So, so when Jesus has destroyed Satan and destroyed and finished his mission as son, his sonship is over. According to this scripture, Jesus will continue, here it is, Brother Jimmy, continue to be in his body, his glorified body, I believe, throughout eternity because Revelations 22 and 3 said... There shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him, and they shall see his face, and his name shall be in, the, in their foreheads. The Bible also said there is one that sitteth on the throne. So the sonship, it, in, at, at some point in time, when Jesus has put all things under his feet, will be over with, and he will turn everything. Back to the Father. Two people? No. One person. Two manifestations of God. Everybody with me? See, Jesus has, and here's a blank you fill in, a dual nature. A dual nature. He is 100% man, and he's 100% God. I just explained that to you. He did things as men. He did things as God. Jesus was in creation. Jesus was in creation, but not as the Son. He was there as the Father. Hebrews 1 and 2 said, Hath in these last days spoken to his, by, us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds. Who made the worlds? The Son made the worlds. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. The Word was made flesh. He was in the beginning, but he was not there in flesh. He was there as God. Colossians 1.13 said, Who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us from the kingdom of his dear Son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins, who is in the, the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. For by him, by who? By Jesus, were all things created. Why? Because he was God that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things, everybody say all things, 
All things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things, and by him all things consist. Now that's talking about Jesus Christ. So we know, we know that Jesus was in creation and filled this blank in, but only as God the Spirit. The Lamb of the Bible said in Revelation thirteen, the Lamb was slain from the foundation of the world. We know that Jesus wasn't there. Okay? Malachi 2.10, we have one Father, we're created by one. One God created us all. So, Jesus is the Father. In the Old Testament, Jesus is God. In the New Testament, Jesus is God. Here, Jesus is the Father, and Jesus is in creation. Guess what else Jesus is? Jesus is the Holy Ghost. Jesus is the Holy Ghost. You want me to prove that? I will. God is a spirit. In your notes, there's only one Spirit of God. First Corinthians 12 and 11 said, But all these worketh that one and the selfsame Spirit, with a, with a capital S, dividing to every man severally as he will. Ephesians 4 and 4 said, There's one body, one Spirit, even you're called in one hope of your calling. Okay? I'm, I'm, I'm going to skim through this very quickly. God is holy. I have the Old Testament where God is holy. I have the New Testament because the Bible said in 1 Peter 1.16, Jesus said, Be ye holy, for I am holy. Compare Acts 5.3 to Acts 5.4. Acts 5.3 said uh, concerning Ananias, Why has Satan filled thine heart to lie to the Holy Ghost? But 5 and 4 said, Thou hast not lied unto men but unto God. So, hey, the Holy Ghost must be God. Because he didn't lie to two, he he lied to one, the Spirit. I'm going to hurry. You have notes here, but I want to get to some things very quickly, okay? Here's the next blank you fill in. The Father is the Holy Ghost. Jesus is the Holy Ghost. The Father is the Holy Ghost. Remember Joel's prophecy in the Old Testament? In the last days, saith God, I'll pour out my Spirit upon all flesh. In the last days, saith who? Somebody say God. In the last days, saith God. He said, I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Acts 2.16 says, this was that which was spoke by the prophet Joel. This is the outpouring of the Holy Ghost at Pentecost. And he quoted Joel and said, if it come to pass in the last days, saith God. God is the Holy Ghost. God is the same spirit, not another spirit. What you, here's something exciting. What you have living and moving and breathing and living as a living power inside of you is the same Spirit that spoke the world into existence. The same God that performed every miracle of old is in you when you receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Ephesians 4 and 6, one God, Father of all, above all, through all, and where? One God is, is all these other things, but He's in you. He's also in you. If the Holy Ghost and the Father are separate, you see, they say God the Father, God the, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost. If the Holy Ghost and the Father are separate, I submit to you that I can prove to you quickly that Jesus did have two fathers. Here's why. John 3.16, God said it was His Son. Luke one thirty five and Matthew one eighteen says the Holy Ghost is the Father of Jesus. So I submit to you that the Father and the Spirit or the Holy Ghost are the same Spirit. Not another. Not, not two different spirits. You see, there, there's, there's a lot of questions about the Godhead. And a lot of things that we could talk about tonight. I could talk about Elohim because that's a word that, that uh, they try to, to use to say there are plural gods. But Elohim simply speaks of the many attributes of God. It is a plural word, but it speaks of the, of the many things that God is and God can be and God will do. In Genesis 1.26, I've explained that all over. That's in your, uh, there in this Writing, you'll see the baptism of Jesus. You'll see 
Here's a good one. Who did Jesus pray to? Somebody said, well, if, there's, if, if he's the same God, who did he pray to? Remember the first statement I made? Almost every question of the Godhead can be answered with what? Everybody say spirit and flesh. That's the beginning. You've got to get that before you can deal with it, okay? Because here's what happened. He was, God was spirit that became flesh and then became spirit. Let me say it again. He was spirit that put on flesh. And when Jesus left, he said, I'm not going to leave you comfortless, but I will come unto you. He also said, I will send the Holy Ghost in my name. So when he left, does anybody here know what a ghost is? It's what? Spirit of a what? Jimmy, say it loud. That's a spirit of a departed one. When, when Saul went to the grave of Samuel, he didn't call Samuel out of the grave. Spirit came out of the grave. The spirit, the ghost. Now, I don't believe in ghosts. You, you know, I know, I know. I, I, I've been through all that. But I do believe in the Holy Ghost. Because the Holy Ghost is the spirit of a departed Jesus. Jesus said, I'm coming back. And I'm not, now I'm with you, he said. He told his disciples, he said, right now I'm with you. But I'm going to be in you. I'm coming to live inside. Paul said, it's Christ in you, the hope of glory. Amen? Uh, oh, let's, let's, here's where I want to go real quick, okay? And then I'm, I'm going to tie it all together. We're talking about who Jesus is. So why did Jesus say in Matthew 28, 19, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Well, this is our scripture. See, there's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost. You show me that, I'll eat my Bible. There is not God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost. You'll never find one time in the scripture that says God the Son. You'll never find him called God the Holy Ghost. Okay? Well, who was he talking about then? Well, in order to find out how to be baptized... He said, you've got to baptize them in the name, that's singular, of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. And that's prepositional phrases that revert back to the single word name. And that name has to be found. I am a father. I am a son. I am also a husband. But none of them are my names. Or my name, should I say. My name is Danny Chance. I'm a father. That's a title. I'm a son. That's because I've brought into this world. I'm a husband because I'm married to Miss Earlene. But the facts are, I could say, husband, would you stand up? Now, watch this. How many do we really have here in this room? If you're a husband, raise your hand. If you're walking down the street, somebody say, hey, husband, you're not turning around. That makes sense? Hey, Father! You're going to look and see if there's a priest around somewhere is what you're going to do. We're fathers, but that's not our name. The name of the Father and the name of the Son and the name of the Holy Ghost. You want to know what it is? It's Jesus. How do I know that? I'm going to give it to you. Because Matthew one twenty one that I've already quoted... The, the angel said, you're going to have a son, specifically son, and his name shall be called Jesus. So what's the name of the son? That was pretty easy. Let's try this one. John 5, 43. God, Jesus said, I have come in my father's name. If Jesus' name is Jesus, what's the father's name? John 14, John 14, I believe it's 26. See if that's it. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, 
whom the Father will send, how? In my name. Why did Paul say, it's Christ in you, the hope of glory? Christ is not the name. There are many Christ. There are false Christ. There are antichrist. Jesus is the name. Now, here's the question that I want to ask you. Jesus said this in Matthew 28, 19. We know that he said that. That does not prove three gods or three person in a Godhead. I spoke with a gentleman just a week or so ago, a week ago today, and he said, oh, I don't believe there's three gods. I said, well, now let's put, the, let's put a calculator to it. you got God the Son, that's one God. God the, the, or God the Father, that's one God. God the Son, that's number two. God the Holy Ghost, that's number three. Oh, no, 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 no. I believe they're all one. Okay, well, then let's do it this way. You've got one-third of God. God the Father. One-third is God the Son, and one-third is God the Holy Ghost. He said, no, 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 you can't do it that way. No, you can't because Jesus said, all power is given unto me in heaven and earth. And if he gets all the power, God the Father and God the Son or God the Holy Ghost don't have any. I'm submitting to you they are all one, and there's not three. So, so. The name is of the Father, and the name of the Son, and the name of the Holy Ghost is Jesus. How do I know that? Because the disciples were there listening to him, and they left that place. And nobody ever one time, you ready for this? I like this. Watch this. You ready? Let me see if I got one tonight. I think I do. I think I do. I think I do. On the Internet, if you're watching, I have in my hand. A hundred dollar bill. Here it is, right here. Right there. I'm going to leave it right there. You ready? You show me where anybody in the Bible was ever, ever baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. And that's yours. Besides all that, I don't have my keys with me. You can have a 2018 Ford 150 Limited to drive off and I'll finish paying for it. Nobody was ever baptized. With, a, with the administrator of baptism saying, I'm going to baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Every time. Every time. Acts chapter 2. When they heard Peter preach, and he preached Christ and him crucified. And in verse 37, put it up, 237, the Bible said they were pricked in their hearts. They were convicted. And they said, men and brethren, what shall we do? Peter stood up. I wish I had time to really preach a little bit tonight. Peter stood up and said, repent and be baptized every one of you. How? Was Peter there when Jesus said, go ye into all the world? Everybody do like this. He was there. He said, you've got to repent. And you've got to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. You say, well, that's good. Is that the only time? No. In Acts chapter 8, they were baptized in Jesus' name. In Acts chapter 10... At Cornelius' house, they were baptized in Jesus' name. Matter of fact, put it up, Acts 10.44. We'll go right there. Let me just show you something. While Peter yet spake these words, he was preaching, the Holy Ghost fell on them which heard the word. Let me read on. And they of the circumcision, everybody say, that's the Jews, which believed were astonished as many as we came with Peter, because that on the Gentiles was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's what you got, Brother Ronnie. And they spake with tongues and magnified God. Then answered Peter, what's this? Can any man forbid water? You remember that, Adam? That's what I preached the day you got up and came down here. Can any man forbid water that these should not be baptized, which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we? And that's wonderful, isn't it? Can, can any man forbid water? Watch verse 48. You've got to see this. And he suggested to them. He did what? Everybody say this with me right now. Look at me. Say this with me. Baptism is not a suggestion. It's a commandment. 
Baptism is a commandment. He commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Say, well, they don't say Jesus there. Oh, you want to argue about that? Well, I'll just take you to to Saul of Tarsus' conversion when he fell on the road to Damascus and the light knocked him down and blinded him. And he said, Lord, Lord, who art thou, Lord? Huh? He said, I'm Jesus. I'm Jesus. Who are you, Lord? I'm Jesus. That's who I am. So the name of the Lord is not Lord. The name of the Lord is not Father. The name of the Lord is not Son. The name of the Lord is not Holy Ghost. The name of the Lord is Jesus. Everybody with me? You want one more? I love this one. Acts chapter 19. Paul, having passed through the upper coats of Ephesus. Go there. Acts chapter 19. He found certain disciples there. And, and, and the Bible said, he looked at them and said, Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? And they said unto him, We've not so much as heard where there be any Holy Ghost. We don't know anything about it. He said unto them, Oh, it makes a difference. Everybody say, It makes a difference how you're baptized. The reason I do this one God series is because it ties to your baptism. It's the reason churches don't baptize in the name of Jesus Christ. It's because in 325 AD, check me out. Go check me out. Go Pick up your encyclopedia and check me out. In 325 A.D., the Council of Nicaea instituted the Trinitarian doctrine into the Catholic Church. Up until then, it was monotheism. And one God was taught. And now the Catholic Church says, we, we believe there's three persons in the Godhead. And they instituted the Trinity. And that's where the Trinity came from. That's why they're Protestant religions. How many of you know that we're a Protestant denomination? Yes, we are. You know why? We protested out of the Catholic Church. But we're not really Protestants. We're apostolic. Because we we can rattle our chain all the way back to Acts chapter 2. Amen. So, so, so Paul said, under what then were you baptized? They said, oh, we were baptized under John. That's John the Baptist. We were baptized under John. Paul said, John baptized. Baptism uh, was of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him which should come after him, that is on Jesus Christ. And watch what he did. When they heard this, what they do? They were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. You're not in error here. When you go down in the water in the name of Jesus, the Bible said in Acts 4.12, it is the only name given under heaven among men whereby we must be saved. There is no other saving name for the New Testament church. When you go down in Jesus, you get the healer, the redeemer. You get the power. You get the anointing. You get your sins washed away. You get remission of your sins sins because that's the name that every knee is going to bow and every tongue is going to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. When I was just a very young evangelist, I was preaching in Crossett, Arkansas. We didn't have any children yet. My wife and I were preaching there and I, 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 I'd studied this already at 19 years old. And uh, I, I I knew I was right, so I just put my picture in the paper. I borrowed some hundred dollar bills in. I didn't sure didn't have one. I borrowed some and had my picture made and put it in the paper. Oh my goodness! You never seen all the phone calls, all the things I got. Man, every everybody, I can prove it. I said, Well, here's your money. Come on over. Bring your Bible. Ready? Show me. Nobody showed up. You know why? Because Jesus is the name. Jesus. Now, I can't see this watch. Hello. Oh, there it is right there. I got two minutes. Watch this. You ready? God is not a person, God is a spirit. Jesus Christ is the fleshly manifestation of God. When Jesus left, he sent his spirit back to live in us. Okay? I'm going to cover this right quick. At Calvary, God didn't die. The Son of God did. God is a spirit. The spirit can't die. 
when Jesus prayed on Calvary's cross and said, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Guess what? Because the Spirit left the body. God, the Spirit left the body. This is the only way he could die. And when he died, he hung his head and said, It is finished. He'd accomplished his work. It is finished. I took, I took the sins of the world, walked up Calvary's hill. I've, 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 I've died for the sins of all mankind. And, and it is finished. They took him off that cross. They wrapped him up. They put him in a grave, a borrowed grave. Three days later, they put Roman soldiers. They wrote a, they wrote a stone over there and sealed it up and put Roman soldiers to guard it. I, I went there not long ago. It was pretty awesome. I stood and in awe looked at the hill Golgotha in awe. I couldn't believe I was there. The place of the skull. And 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 they 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 guarded him because they were afraid that, that something was gonna happen. Well it did happen. In three days, guess what? You can't you can't roll a stone and keep a spirit out. The spirit went into that grave. God, the spirit, went into that grave. Touched that body, and that old body woke up. Jesus got up. And it was because the Spirit of God was upon him. And he walked out of there. Well, the angel rolled the stone back, and he was sitting there. Roman soldiers, the Bible said it lightened and thundered, and the Roman soldiers lay like they were dead. And you know the story. Jesus left the grave, and, and uh, here here comes Mary Magdalene. And, and it, I don't have time to go through all that. But the bottom line was Jesus rose from the dead because God came back into the body. How do I know that? Romans 8, because the Bible said if the same spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead, Christ from the dead, dwell in you. It's going to also quicken your mortal body. And we're going in the resurrection because that's resurrection power. Hallelujah. That's not another spirit. That's the same spirit. That's God the Spirit. And God raised up Christ. The Bible said God hath raised up Christ. He raised him up. He raised. How many of you believe God raised Jesus from the dead? That's because the Spirit raised the flesh up from the dead. Not, not another God. The Spirit came back into the body. Well, guess what? The Spirit lived in that body. It was a glorified body then. I mean, He could just appear. The disciples scared to death, hid themselves, and He appeared. He just walked in, never opened the door. He had a glorified body. He lived a few more days upon the earth, and he was standing up on top of a mountain one day, and, and he's teaching the people, and, and all of a sudden, all they see is the bottom of his feet. Gravity lost its power. And he's going through the clouds and in his place is two angels and said, Why stand you here gazing into the heavens? This same Jesus that you've seen go away shall so come again in like manner. He ended 33 and a half years upon this earth in flesh. He had, I, oh, I could preach a while. But it, it wasn't another God. It was just the spirit that put on flesh that left and sent the Spirit back. Not another God. Manifestations of what God is. He was God in creation. He was Son in redemption. He's the Holy Ghost in regeneration. And He's our Savior. Hallelujah. He's our Redeemer. He's the one true and living God. There is not another. There is only one. Aren't you glad you know who Jesus is tonight? Wow. I hurry to a close. I'm through. I'm through. I know you. There's some other things I could, I could cover. It's in your notes. But, but I just, I just want to end it by telling you this. There, there's a man put out a book many years ago that said, Is Jesus in the Godhead or is the Godhead in Jesus? Well, let me answer that for you right now. Jesus is not in the Godhead. The Godhead is in Him. And it's in Him bodily. And the scriptures say, ye are complete in him. Everybody understand that? Everybody say amen. Somebody said, well, well let, me, let me say this to you. Let, let, me, let me just give you this, this, this word. If, if God the Spirit is a person, then there's many gods, many gods, many persons because Revelation talks about the seven spirits of God. 
That's found in Revelation chapter 1. So I'm here to tell you on this, on this night, the mighty God is Jesus, and it's all in Him. It's all in Him. It's all in Him. The fullness of the Godhead is all in Him.